This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Actress Sharon Stone, her sister's life-threatening battle with COVID-19. My sister is not doing well. And wedding raider. The beach is closed. Why she stepped in to break up the beachfront ceremony. The cops are coming. Then... That sinking feeling. I don't know what to do. The teen trapped in her car as water rushes in. <laughs> Plus, the new Joe Biden interview by Cardi B. Well, hello there, Joe. I heard you got some questions for me. And tug of war. The college football team that rescued a woman dangling by her hair. Then, national outrage over the shooting death of a little boy as he rode his bike. The neighbor accused of the unspeakable act. Plus, no more suits for you. Does the pandemic mean the end of the business suit for men and women? He needs to get dressed anymore. And the return of Love Island during the pandemic? How they did it. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. An emotional Sharon Stone is revealing that her sister is in the fight of her life battling COVID-19. And the actress is furious, blaming people who don't wear their masks for her sister's illness. Jim Murray has more. Sharon Stone is livid. Her sister Kelly is in the fight of her life, battling COVID-19 in this high-tech, negative-pressure hospital room in Montana. Today is not a good day. She has lupus and she's fighting for her life. The actress is not holding back, laying the blame squarely on people who refuse to wear masks. The caption on her Instagram post, one of you non-mask wearers did this. The deadly virus has already taken a terrible toll on her family. My grandmother died of COVID, and my godmother died of COVID. My sister and her husband are fighting for their lives, and my sister is not doing well. Some citizens are taking matters into their own hands. This is the beach, and the beach is closed. A woman from Hawaii actually broke up a beach wedding. It's illegal. She yells at the wedding party to get out of there because beaches are closed to social gatherings. The cops are coming. But across the nation, resistance to COVID-19 restrictions continue. In California, these hairstylists are in open revolt. In defiance of the governor's order banning all indoor haircuts, salons across the state are opening for business today indoors. Here at Ted Gibson Salon, starring in Los Angeles, where Angelina Jolie is a regular, they're taking appointments and they're booked up. Enough is enough that we have to get back in business. We have a staff to take care of. That you will be shut down. 
Well, of course, you always have that nervousness. But I think that as a leader in the business, um, there are several other salons, 1,500 other salons around Southern California who decided enough is enough. So this is a movement. It's a movement. This is a movement. And you've heard of so-called Karens kicking up a fuss over wearing masks. Well, how about a pack of Karens? These anti-mask protesters stormed a California grocery store demanding to shop mask-free. This is crimes against humanity. And here's one more reason why 2020 is a total bummer. Can you believe a shortage of pepperoni pizza? Yep, the pandemic is leading to a shortage of America's number one pizza topping. The shortage is being blamed in part on the fact that Americans have been ordering more pizza while in lockdown and that pepperoni is still most people's favorite topping. We're getting our first look at the first family together since before the pandemic began. And as Stephen Fabian reports, once again, a lot of people are amazed by just how much Barron has grown. The world is getting a glimpse of the first family for the first time since the pandemic began. 14-year-old Barron just keeps growing, towering over his six-foot-three father as they touch down at the White House following a weekend at the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. Social media is also flipping out at this moment. Some claim Melania repeatedly rejects the president's hand as they depart Air Force One. Others have a more benign interpretation, as Melania seems to be trying to hold down her dress while carrying her purse in one hand and holding the railing with the other. Moments later, the president and first lady did walk hand in hand. Today, the president spoke about the death of his brother, Robert, who passed away at age 71 of undisclosed causes. We may do just a small service right here in the White House for my brother. We're looking at doing that. That would be, I think, a great honor to him. Tonight, the Democratic National Convention kicks off in Milwaukee, but it will be a far cry from the hoopla of previous years due to the ongoing COVID pandemic. This is what it looks like inside the massive control room at the Milwaukee Center, where hundreds of delegates will participate in the convention virtually. We spoke to WDJT-TV reporter Brendan Cullerton. I would describe it as a, a shell of what the convention once was supposed to be, both literally and figuratively. It's almost surreal because you have the background of a convention, you have the fence behind me, but there aren't the people. You're not going to get the crowds cheering. You're not going to get that live reaction. And what you're, what you're really not going to get is the $200 million that Milwaukee was once expected to get out of this convention from an economic standpoint. The convention comes as an ABC News Washington Post poll shows Joe Biden leading Trump by 12 points. But a new CNN poll shows a tightening of the race, with Biden ahead by four points. Well, hello there, Joe. In an appeal to the youth vote, Biden sat down for an interview with rapper Cardi B, conducted for Elle magazine. Look at those fluttering fingernails. But I feel like right now, there's just a lot of tension. And we need somebody to clean that. I'm just so tired of it. Over the weekend, Trump supporters set out to break the world record for the largest ever boat parade. The flotilla took place in Clearwater, Florida. Violence continues to erupt in major cities across the country. Here in New York, five people were shot to death just on Sunday, and 23 others were injured. Now President Trump is taking aim at the city's mayor, hinting that he may take federal action. Law and order. If New York City mayor can't do it, we will. 
The Republican National Convention kicks off next week, which, like the DNC, will be mostly virtual, with the president giving his acceptance speech on the fourth and final night. He'll probably be speaking from the White House. And it's an entire football team to the rescue after a young woman's hair got tangled in her hiking gear, leaving her dangling off the side of a cliff. As Lestrant reports, the men linked arms and formed a human chain to save her. It's a heart-stopping moment. A woman dangling by her hair. That's right, her hair for 45 agonizing minutes. On top of the cliff, a Utah college football team is hauling her up tug-of-war style. You can see her hair is all tangled up in the climbing gear. Slow, 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 slow. Hold up, hold up. Let's, no, no, let loose the rope, guys. Let loose, let loose, let loose, let loose. The drama unfolded on this formation in southern Utah known as Dixie Rock. It's a popular hiking spot for the Dixie State College football team. This really was a, a team effort. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, there was maybe, maybe at, at least maybe 20 guys on the rope just, just trying to help. We play a team sport, and to do that in a real-life situation, it really helped us out. Look, the brave man in the gray shirt who reaches out to grab the woman's hand has no safety gear. He's an Arizona police commander who first came on the rock climber. I said, hey, here's the situation. I said, can I borrow some of your football players, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, um, as muscle to help get her up on the cliff. Once we got her up to the edge, I was able to grab a hold of her harness and kind of lift her up on the edge. The woman has been identified only as Claudia. She was dehydrated when she reached the top. Water, water, water. Although their college football season has been suspended because of the pandemic, these guys have already proved themselves the definition of teamwork. Everybody just kind of pitched in and it was, it was impressive. Couldn't have done it without them. The team was scheduled to open their season September 5th, but their conference is one of those that's postponed the season. Now the TikTok video that stands out because it is not a silly meme of somebody dancing. It's a young woman who drives into floodwaters and gets trapped. And as the water starts rushing into her car, she begins recording videos. And no surprise, she looks absolutely terrified. This 18-year-old is terrified. Water is flooding into her car. Holy Catherine Key was heading to her boyfriend's house at 2 a.m. when in total darkness, she unwittingly drove into a flood zone near St. Louis, Missouri. What do you do in this kind of situation? It came out of nowhere and my engine actually shut off. When I was sitting in the car, I could feel it like drifting. I got out because I realized I needed to save myself. I don't know what to do. The rushing water swept her away. I was on the phone with the operator and I'm like holding my phone up from the water, like trying to like keep my phone okay so I can keep talking. The hard question, I mean, did you did you think you might not survive? I thought that like I might drown. She clung to a tree for an hour. It was hard for them to find me because the tree I was holding onto, the branches were like drooping down. So a bunch of leaves and branches were kind of covering my face. Rescuers pulled her into a boat. I told them thank you and I I think I cried into one of the rescuer's shoulders. Through it all, the soon-to-be college freshman recorded her life and death struggle. The next day, she posted everything on TikTok. I'm getting like mixed reactions about it. 
The TikTok wasn't on my mind, but I was trying to take videos, one for the insurance company and two to show like my family. Wow. And we should remind you that if you see a street that's flooded, do not try to drive through it. It takes only the smallest bit of water to cause a vehicle's tires to lose traction and start sliding. Now a killing that no one can make any sense of. A five-year-old little boy was shot and killed while riding his bike. His neighbor, with whom the family had had dinner just the night before, has been charged with murder. As Paul Boyd reports, everybody knows what happened, but no one can explain why. He's the little boy whose tragic slaying is shocking the nation. The sweet-faced youngster was shot to death as he rode his bike. Who would do such a thing? Now his mom is speaking out to Inside Edition. There's no motive for this. None. Not at all. The tragedy unfolded right here as the little boy was riding his bike just outside his father's home. His two sisters were with him at the time. Authorities say out of nowhere, a neighbor walked up, aimed a gun at the boy's head, and shot him at point-blank range. One, two, three. Bonnie Waddell shared this video of her son Cannon with Inside Edition. She says she got to say goodbye at the hospital. I know he knew mommy was there. You know what I mean? Just telling him I loved him. The neighbor was identified as 25-year-old Darius Sessoms. He lives in this house next to the slain. Police say he drove off in his car right after the shooting and hid out in a house 25 miles away where he was apprehended the next day. The suspect was reportedly on good terms with Little Cannon's family. The most striking parts of this story is, is just how this neighbor, Darius, you know, was over for a beer and barbecue the night before. Had you ever seen him when you've been over for a visit? He has always been our neighbor. I've never had no issue with him. It's always been, hey, I've talked to his child, his parents. It's never been nothing bad between either one of us. And I just don't get it. A GoFundMe account set up by the boy's family to cover funeral expenses has already raised more than $760,000. Now, an incredibly moving song, a song that tries to make sense of the unrest that's playing out around the country. You might be very surprised to hear who wrote and performs it. Here's Megan Alexander. I cried for you today, but I don't Sergeant Henry Particelli is a 10-year veteran of the Nashville Police Department. He's also a country singer. After the national uproar over the death of George Floyd, Sergeant Particelli says he felt an urgent need to do something. I was uh, traveling in my patrol car to work early one morning. It was a couple days after the death of George Floyd. It was on my heart and uh, immediately used my voice recorder and started recording the first couple lines and what I wanted to say in the song. The song he wrote is called Your Name. I'm angry, I'm sad. The video features everyday heroes, each holding signs of inspiration, including his wife, Kim, who's a nurse. What kind of response have you received? This song seems to be a starting point for some healing. He's the cop healing hearts through his music. I'm sure you never wanted this kind of fame, but I promise that we'll honor your name. Great song. We'll be back after this. Next. The return of Love Island during the pandemic? How they did it. Yeah. Plus, 
no more suits for you. Does the pandemic mean the end of the business suit for men and women? He needs to get dressed anymore. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It is a dilemma. How do you shoot a reality show where the contestants are looking for love in the era of social distancing? Well, the producers of Love Island say they've figured out a way to do it safely, and they took us behind the scenes. Get ready for love in lockdown. These sexy singles are ready for romance even during the pandemic. <laughs> excited to finally get to hug someone and kiss someone. I'm really excited to get my hands on some boys. Maybe do a little kissing. They're the cast of CBS's Love Island. Five beautiful women and six hunky dudes. So how do you film a reality matchmaking show while staying true to COVID-19 safety responsibilities? The cast explained to Inside Edition how this season is not like last year's. First, they had to quarantine before filming, which wasn't easy. Being in isolation here, it is it is definitely unlike anything I've ever experienced. Not being allowed really out of the room has been a little bit stressful. The reality show is known for its steamy makeout sessions. So are they worried about catching the virus during all that intimacy? I'm not really concerned just because we've all been COVID tested multiple times and we're taking all the precautions. There's also this challenge. The show may be called Love Island, but there was no traveling permitted to any exotic foreign island paradise. So the show is taking place in Las Vegas. Time will tell if it's still possible to find love during the time of COVID-19. A history-making season during a pandemic. It sounds right up my alley. The new season of Love Island kicks off with a two-hour premiere next Monday night on CBS. When we come back, is the pandemic leading to the death of business attire around the country? Men, when's the last time you wore a tie? And ladies, how about high heels? People going casual during quarantine is taking a real toll on certain retailers. Shopping for a business suit may be a thing of the past. These days, all you need to do is wear shorts and a t-shirt and bingo, you're dressed for work. That's what attorney Brian Wagner wears now that he's working from home, like so many millions of Americans. This is how he used to get dressed, but the pandemic changed our working day dress code. Now I'm basically wearing shorts, and then from the waist up, what would be a suit, a, a shirt, a tie, a jacket, so that when I'm on a Zoom or on Skype, I look as if I'm in a full-on suit. Needless to say, the COVID-19 pandemic is destroying the retail suit business. I used to buy at least one new suit every season, so four suits a year. I haven't bought a new suit since, and I can't see why I would. In just the last few weeks, J. Crew, Neiman Marcus, Brooks Brothers, and J.C. Many have all filed for bankruptcy. Mohan's Custom Tailors in New York City is now pivoting to casual clothes. We do um, untucked shirts. We do jeans. You name it, we do it. The same is true for women. Before the pandemic, real estate broker Jamie Davis always sported a super corporate look. She's back to showing properties, but not as dressy. Now wearing sleeveless dresses like this. At the Nora Gardner store in Manhattan, she found an even more casual, but appropriate look. A lot of my clients have been showing up in leggings, so I don't want to overdress and make them feel uncomfortable. Um, I also think it'd be a little bit ridiculous to always be in heels during this time. And when we come back, saving old glory. 
Finally today, some patriotic firefighters. These brave firefighters are battling raging fires in Los Angeles County. That's when they spot an American flag in the midst of the conflagration. You can hear the squeaking of the pulley as they lower the flag. Thanks to them, our flag is still there. The fire department's Facebook page says that even while fighting fast-moving fires, the firefighters serve with respect and honor. And we're glad they do. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.